Hi, this is book three, episode seven of Puritans Read, where we read great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Continuing today, The Godly Man's Picture by Thomas Watson, chapter four, showing the characteristics of a godly man, and section seven, uses. Use one. Is a godly man a high prizer of Christ? Then what is to be thought of those who do not put a value upon Christ? Are they godly or not? There are four sorts of persons who do not prize Christ. Number one, the Jews. They do not believe in Christ. Unto this day, the veil is upon their heart. 2 Corinthians 3.15 They expect their future age and a Messiah still to come, as their own Talmud reports. They blaspheme Christ. They slight righteousness imputed. They despise the Virgin Mary, calling her in derision Mara, which signifies bitterness. They vilify the gospel. They deny the Christian Sabbath. They hold Christians in abomination. They regard it as not lawful for a Jew to take medicine from a Christian. Scacardus relates the story of one, Bendema, a Jew who was bitten by a snake. A Christian came to heal him, but he refused his help and chose rather to die than to be healed by a Christian. So do the Jews hate Christ and all that wear his livery. Number two, the Socinians, who acknowledge only Christ's humanity. This is to set him below the angels, For human nature, simply considered, is inferior to the angelic. Psalm 8, 5. Number three, proud nominal Christians who do not lay the whole stress of their salvation upon Christ, but would mingle their dross with his gold, their duties with his merits. This is to steal a jewel from Christ's crown and implicitly to deny him to be a perfect savior. Number four, airy theorists who prefer the study of the arts and sciences before Christ. Not that the knowledge of these is not commendable. Moses was learned in all wisdom of the Egyptians, Acts 7.22. Human learning is of good use to prepare for the study of better things. As a coarser die, prepares the cloth for a richer and a deeper dye. But the fault is when the study of Christ is neglected. The knowledge of Christ ought to have the preeminence. It was surely not without a mystery that God allowed all Solomon's writings about birds and plants to be lost. But what he wrote about spiritual wisdom to be miraculously preserved, as if God would teach us that to know Christ, the true wisdom, is the crowning knowledge. Proverbs 8, 12. One leaf of this tree of life will give us more comfort on a deathbed than the whole idea and platform of human science. What is it to know all the motions of the orbs and influences of the stars, and in the meantime to be ignorant of Christ, the bright morning star? Revelation twenty two sixteen. What is it to understand the nature of minerals or precious stones and not to know Christ, the true cornerstone? Isaiah 28:16. It is undervaluing 
yes, despising Christ, when with the lodestone we draw iron and straw to us, but neglect him who has tried gold to bestow on us. Revelation 3.18 Use 2 Is it the sign of a godly person to be a Christ prizer? Then let us test our godliness by this. Do we set a high estimation on Christ? Question. How shall we know that? Answer 1. If we are prizers of Christ, then we prefer him in our judgments before other things. We value Christ above honor and riches. The pearl of price lies nearest our heart. He who prizes Christ esteems the gleanings of Christ better than the world's vintage. He counts the worst things of Christ better than the things of this world. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Hebrews 11:26. And is it thus with us? Has the price of worldly things fallen? Gregory Nazianzen solemnly blessed God that he had anything to lose for Christ's sake. But alas, how few Nazianzenes are to be found. You will hear some say they have honorable thoughts of Christ, but they prize their land and estate above him. The young man in the gospel preferred his bags of gold before Christ. Judas valued 30 pieces of silver above him. May it not be feared if an hour of trial comes, that there are many who would rather renounce their baptism and throw off Christ's livery than hazard the loss of their earthly possessions for him? Answer 2. If we are the prizers of Christ, we cannot live without him. Things which we value, we know not how to be without. A man may live without music, but not without food. A child of God can lack health and friends, but he cannot lack Christ. In the absence of Christ, he says like Job, I went mourning without the sun. Job 30, 28. I have the starlight of creature comforts, but I need the sun of righteousness. Give me children, said Rachel, or else I die. Genesis 30, 1. So the soul says, Lord, give me Christ or I die. One drop of the water of life to quench my thirst. Let us test by this. Do they prize Christ who can manage well enough to be without him? Give a child a rattle and it will not want gold. If men only have worldly provisions, corn and wine, they can be content enough without Christ. Christ is a spiritual rock. 1 Corinthians 10.4 Just let men have oil in the cruise, and they do not care about honey from this rock. If their trade has gone, they complain. But if God takes away the gospel, which is the ark wherein Christ the manna is hidden, they are quiet and tame enough. Do these prize Christ, who can sit down content without him? Answer 3 if we are prizers of Christ, then we shall not complain at any pains to get him. He who prizes gold will dig for it in the mine. My soul followeth hard after God. Psalm 63, 8. Plutarch reports of the Gauls, an ancient people in France, 
that after they had tasted the sweet wine of the Italian grape, they inquired after the country and never rested till they had arrived at it. He in whose eye Christ is precious never rests till he has gained him. I sought him whom my soul loveth. I held him and would not let him go. Song of Solomon 3, 1 and 4. Test by this. Many say they have Christ in high veneration, but they are not industrious in the use of means to obtain him. If Christ would drop as a ripe fig into their mouth, they could be content to have him, but they will not put themselves to too much trouble to get him. Does he who will not take medicine or exercise prize his health? Answer 4. If we are prizers of Christ, then we take great pleasure in Christ. What a joy man takes in that which he counts his treasure. He who prizes Christ makes him his greatest joy. He can delight in Christ when other delights have gone. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. Though a flower in a man's garden dies, he can still delight in his money and jewels. He who esteems Christ can solace himself in Christ when there is an autumn on all other comforts. Answer 5. If we are prizers of Christ, then we will part with our dearest pleasures for him. Paul said of the Galatians that they so esteemed him that they were ready to pull out their own eyes and give them to him. Galatians 4.15 He who esteems Christ will pull out that lust, which is his right eye. A wise man will throw away a poison for a stimulant. He who sets a high value on Christ will part with his pride, unjust gain, and sinful fashions. Isaiah 30, 32. He will set his feet on the neck of his sins. Test by this. How can they be said to prize Christ who will not leave a vanity for him? Not a spot on the face, nor an oath, nor an intemperate cup. What scorn and contempt they put on the Lord Jesus who prefer a damning pleasure before a saving Christ. Answer 6. If we are prizers of Christ, we shall think we cannot have him at too dear a rate. We may buy gold too dearly, but we cannot purchase Christ too dearly. Though we part with our blood for him, it is no dear bargain. The apostles rejoiced that they were graced so much as to be disgraced for Christ. Acts 5.41 They esteemed their fetters more precious than bracelets of gold. Do not let him who refuses to bear his cross say that he prizes Christ. When persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. Matthew 13.21 Answer 7 if we are prizers of Christ, we will be willing to help others to get a part in him. That which we esteem excellent, we are desirous our friend should have a share in it. If a man has found a spring of water, he will call others that they may drink and satisfy their thirst. Do we commend Christ to others? Do we take them by the hand and lead them to Christ? 
This shows how few prize Christ, because they do not make more effort that their relations should have a part in him. They get land and riches for their posterity, but have no care to leave them the pearl of price as their portion. Answer 8. If we are prizers of Christ, then we prize him in health as well as in sickness, when we are enlarged as well as when we are straightened. A friend is prized at all times. The rose of Sharon is always sweet. He who values his Savior aright has as precious thoughts of him in a day of prosperity as in a day of adversity. The wicked make use of Christ only when they are in straits, as the elders of Gilead went to Jephthah when they were in distress. Judges 11.7 Themistocles complained of the Athenians that they only ran to him as they did to a tree, to shelter them in a storm. Sinners desire Christ only for shelter. The Hebrews never chose their judges except when they were in some imminent danger. Godless persons never look for Christ except at death when they are in danger of hell. Use 3. As we would prove to the world that we have the impress of godliness upon us, let us be prizers of Jesus Christ. He is elect, precious. Christ is the wonder of beauty. Pliny said of the mulberry tree that there is nothing in it but what is therapeutic and useful, the fruit, leaves, and bark. So there is nothing in Christ but what is precious. His name is precious, his virtues precious, his blood precious, more precious than the world. Oh, then, let us have endearing thoughts of Christ. Let him be accounted our chief treasure and delight. This is the reason why millions perish, because they do not prize Christ. Christ is the door by which men are to enter heaven. John 10, 9. If they do not know this door, or are so proud that they will not stoop to go in at it, how can they be saved? That we may have Christ-admiring thoughts, let us consider. Number one. We cannot prize Christ at too high a rate. We may prize other things above their value. That is our sin. We commonly overrate the creature. We think there is more in it than there is. Therefore, God makes our gourd wither because we overprize it. But we cannot raise our esteem of Christ high enough. He is beyond all value. There is no ruby or diamond, but the jeweler can set a fair price on it. He could say, it is worth so much and no more. But Christ's worth can never be fully known. No seraphim can set a due value on him. His are unsearchable riches. Ephesians 3, 9. Christ is more precious than the soul, than the angels, than heaven. Number two. Christ has highly prized us. He took our flesh upon him, Hebrews 2, 16. He made his soul an offering for us, Isaiah 53, 10. How precious our salvation was to Christ. Shall not we prize and adore him who has put such a value upon us? Number three, not to prize Christ is great imprudence. 
Christ is our guide to glory. It is folly for a man to slight his guide. He is our physician, Malachi 4.2. It is folly to despise our physician. What? To set light by Christ for things of no value? Ye fools and blind, Matthew 23.17. How is a fool tested but by showing him an apple and a piece of gold? If he chooses the apple before the gold, he is judged to be a fool, and his estate is beggared. How many such idiots there are who prefer husks before manna, the gaudy, empty things of this life before the Prince of Glory? Will not Satan beggar them at last for fools? Number four. Some slight Christ now and say there is no beauty that we should desire him. Isaiah 53, 2. There is a day coming shortly when Christ will as much slight them. He will set as light by them as they do by him. He will say, I know you not. Luke thirteen twenty seven. What a slighting word that will be when men cry, Lord Jesus, save us. And he says, I was offered to you, but you would have none of me. Psalm eighty one eleven. You scorned me, and now I will set light by you and your salvation. Depart from me, I do not know you. This is all that sinners get by rejecting the Lord of life. Christ will slight at the day of judgment those who have slighted him in the day of grace. This has been Puritan's Read, Book 3, Episode 7. We read The Godly Man's Picture by Thomas Watson, Chapter 4, and Section 7, The Uses.